Oh, wig. It's hot local singles. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee, my birthday coffee. What about your birthday was yesterday? Yesterday's birthday coffee. Pretty disgusting. Oh, I, I was pretty jealous when I saw that thing. I love, that's kind of what I love about Starbucks. Like a big old venti. Yeah, stupidly sized coffee that is going to ruin your day low-key because you're going to be so anxious if you finish it in one sitting. Honestly, and that's what's happening. <laughs> that's what I love about Starbucks the most. Oh. I miss Starbucks. Not even venti. What did I, what, what did I just say? It's Trenta. It's the biggest one. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Or like, I've heard of it, but like in a mythic sense, I've never really (laughs) seen it in in real life. Like supersize me. (laughs) I didn't realize it was like available, really. I got the um, Trenta sweet cream cold brew. And I like remembered the birthday free drink like so late in the day. It was like 5, 6 p.m. Like, I mean, that's a crazy time for coffee, obviously. So I uh, got the cold brew, no ice. And here we are. Drinking it a day after. <laughs> Where do you get a cold brew Trent, Trenta or whatever? Yeah, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> it is insane. That is a bit like crack cocaine. I mean, you don't have to finish it. You can literally space it out for a couple of days. No it's way. It's kind of gross, but... It's like almost done. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I got it half sweet, so don't worry. Oh, true. That You're going to get so much shit done today. So much shit done today. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's true. We really need a comedic drums sound effect i don't know how to do it i would do it because it's easy to do with like your mouth like a rim shot as they call it in the industry really yeah a rim shot what industry the porn industry <laughs> a rim shot okay guys talking industry <laughs> the podcasting industry the word in the- speaking of words oh you know what i've been doing every day when i woke- wake up and you know what i've been doing every day when i wake up i do because i've been doing it with you as soon as you wake up <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so sexual. <laughs> We're talking about Wordle. Wordle. Period. Five letter words every day we have to come up with. Exactly. It's a, incredibly hard. It's an incredibly hard game. Or like the last two games have been just so hard. I know. And I'm sure, listener, you've heard. Oh, yeah. Also, hi. Welcome to Local Singles. Oh, yeah. Hi. Um, ostensibly a show about music. It will be later. Yeah, at some point. At some point today. But yeah, Wordle, I'm sure you've seen or heard of it by now. The emoji mm-hmm. sharing aspect is like the most genius part. Yeah, the little squares. But yeah, you may have heard of it. It's on a URL by the name of powerlanguage.co.uk forward slash Wordle. <laughs> is that real? That's the real one. We are being like psyops by some government that it's very funny. Like just a random website. It seems like something's someone's behind it. The most random website of all mm. possible random websites, but <laughs> yeah, you essentially blindly guess a word until you, um, you know, guess right, but you only get six tries. That's not it, really, because you get like the green and the yellows when you sort of make it. Right, yeah. Eventually Please. you get more and more hints, but it's essentially up yeah. to luck whether or not you start <laughs> off with hints or not. Yeah, that part is the hardest part. Like today, I didn't have any greens until the fourth, and it's so hard when that happens. It's so hard when that happens. Yeah, that happened to me too. <laughs> yeah. Today's word was kind of homophobic. Query. <laughs> query. I was like, excuse me. Who are you calling that? Who are you calling query? <laughs> and obviously, listener, you know, me and Josh both tried queer 
as our fifth try. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I actually did quirk. Like quirk is one of my old standby wordle words because it Use has it a lot. Yeah, it has a couple vowels. You know, it's just a good one to have. Yeah, it's it's very important to go with the vowels. That's like the key to the game. It's true. Yeah. Figure out which vowels are in the word. I use toast a lot, which you um, gave me. Yeah, classic. It's I guess it's bad to use letters that have the same. There's a words that have the same letter at the beginning, at least, at least because you kind of want to just know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Today I started with basic. Basic. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many words. Are five mm-hmm. letters exactly, and then yeah, and then you remember. Oh wait, this is a five-letter word. That's like that's insane. I would have never thought of that. I know. I'm, I'm gonna have so many five-letter words under my belt by uh, <laughs> the time I'm burnt out on this game. If you ever write a book, it'll be like all just five little. Yeah, words. people will be talking. I'll be like, wait, that word's five fucking letters. <laughs> that happens. I was watching uh, John Wilson, and it's about like uh, cars, and he was saying that after owning a car. He like always now looks for parking spots whenever he's out in the streets. <laughs> and I feel like that happens with words. Like if we, if I'm reading something online, I'm like, oh, five little word right there. I don't like that car parking thing. That sounds intrusive. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, a neurosis that I'm really happy I don't have. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Can't drive, too query. <laughs> 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 no license, too query. Um, and the day before was um, Gorge. In Gorge. G-O. R-G-E. Yeah. Which you informed me is a body of water. Or something like that. I actually don't know yet. Sort of a natural landscape type thing. Which is, of course, true. But we instantly (laughs) thought, like, gorgeous, stunning, slay. I was like, boots the house, mama. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I haven't gotten them in a couple days, but... Oh, yeah. I forgot you, you missed Gorge. I missed Gorge. I'm on a losing streak. I don't even know how I got at it, but... It, it happened, unfortunately. Well, boots it is. Boots the gorge. It was gorge. So you had your birthday. Word game podcast. Yeah, it's my birthday. Yeah, it's over now. I'm over it. I've had my friends do such nice things for me. Oh, yeah? um, Allie made me an amazing carrot cake. Got another cake from my mom. Triple chocolate from La Roca. Oof, it's like a so moose cake. fatten you up. Oh yeah, I'm being plumped. I'm being fully <laughs> full lard mode. It's just been good. Like I just can't have my friends do anything nice for me anymore. I've had enough, you know? Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't handle it. Are you it's bad with birthdays? Nice. Like do you hate them? No, I don't hate them. No, in fact, like my friends are so nice. Like they always make it special. It's really honestly cute. That's really cute. I don't like birthdays, but I just don't like the concept of like aging. That's the right. Thing yeah. I do like the celebration. I mean, these yeah. past few years, it's been nice to have a real reason to uh, force people in one room. Right, yeah. That's um, like the only thing that counts, like birthdays, weddings, or funerals. Right. And especially like having a January birthday as a Capricorn. Capricious corn. <laughs> Capricious corn. <laughs> it's like, it's a shitty time of year in this hemisphere anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. When yeah. I was a kid, I always felt bad for people with Christmas, birthdays around Christmas, because I was like, oh my God, you have to wait so much to get a gift. You have to wait? Like for me, I got a gift in the middle of the year. Like in August, I would get like toys, whereas people who mm. have birthdays in January have to go all year without anything. That is so fucking true. Yeah. <laughs> like you go through Christmas and New Year's and you're like, okay, I've actually had enough celebrating for one exactly. season. 
Yeah. And if you're a kid, it's like, no, I don't want any more. Or maybe you always want toys, but you just got toys. It's not the same as if you had waited six months to get toys again. No, it's true. Like your list is done. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I didn't get anything for my birthday this year, which is fine. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. I feel like people just kind of skip one of the gifts. Yeah. I'm like, I'm an yeah. adult. Like I, I don't need a toy. <laughs> what about a sex toy? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> you have to revisit old episodes listener if you want to know more about that. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't possibly comment on such a matter. <laughs> so yeah, your birthday happened. Oh, it's just been nice to see all my friends. Mm-hmm. Back to London in a couple days, and that's that. And just that's like good. that. That was such a genius move. Come, I guess that's why you stayed so long for your birthday. Now it all makes sense. Literally, it, that is why, yeah. Yeah, but it's a genius move because it's like, right, we'll go back to the city where COVID isn't happening and leave the country, yep. where the communist country of Canada, where COVID is very much addicted to being happening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like the, the two worst countries to be is Canada and Australia. I feel like we both like just go full lockdown when like one person sneezes. I bet we could make like a huge list of parallels between Canada and Australia. For sure. I, I think about that a lot, actually, weirdly. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's our next episode. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> a special Patreon episode where we just compare Australia and Canada point by point. One thing that pisses me off is that sometimes I see Australians calling Canada the New Zealand of America. Um, what? And I think, Australia, you're not America. Like, in that scenario, Australia would be American. I'm like, That's no, true. if anything, you're like, the Australia's like the New Zealand of Canada or anything. I mean, it's not, it's not parallel. It doesn't work. No, nothing about that's working. <laughs> nothing about that's working. So, yeah, they don't even make you do a test to go back to England anymore, so... They're really having a oh. laugh, as they say, over there. Is everything open there? Yeah. I mean, I predicted in a previous episode that like New Year's Eve would be canceled in London, and it just wasn't canceled. It happened. Mm-hmm. It I saw, happened. I follow a gay guy on on Instagram, and he lives in London, and he was like partying. Oh, who? I'm like instantly <laughs> jealous. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. I just followed him because he was like, kind of hot. Cool. His name is um, Ben. He sounds cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hi, Ben. Hi. So, so that's what happened in our personal lives. But I guess things happen outside of our two personal lives, like in pop culture. Yeah, that's true. Someone who had a really eventful personal life the last week was Miss Julianne Fox. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, yeah. So, listener, you already know this, but I will repeat it because it's my podcaster brain. Julia Fox is dating Kanye West. The Kanye fucking West. They started dating, apparently, on, like, New Year's Eve or something like that. Can we rewind and talk about who Julia Fox is? (laughs) So, Julia Fox is an actress slash it girl slash podcaster, really important, um, slash uh, white woman. With a big ass. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, hot white woman who most of you would know from Uncut Gems. Same here. That's how I really got to know her. That was her first role. Yeah, that was her first. Like, I think she might have had like small indie roles, but that was her big break into the mainstream. And honestly, she slayed the boots out of that. She played Adam Sandler's like girlfriend. Yeah, like side piece. Mistress or side piece. Yeah. Who is, um, well, anyways, yeah, like in the movie, he's like a jeweler and 
she helps him with his business. It's like a really toxic but really fun to watch relationship in the movie where they're like, I don't know. I don't know. She she's late it. She plays her like it's like a tacky sort of like bimbo-ish character, but with a big heart. Yeah. <laughs> and big boobs and butt, obviously. Um Yeah, I do love the woman in that movie. Yeah, she looks great in every shot. She really like embodies her character. She was great. I really liked her in that. I rewatched it over the weekend and I was like, this girl can act, honestly. Yeah, I've been meaning to rewatch that for a minute. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course, the very late breaking news is that <laughs> she went to what carbone in new york had a like photo shoot with kanye west in a full restaurant and uh i saw footage of that photo shoot and like no one was caring like no one was looking people were like eating their little pasta (laughs) well it was like the middle of a date it's probably all like kanye's interns being like are you really making me come to work for for this (sighs) Um, yeah but I did notice a fun detail about it is that I think they met in Miami for New Year's Eve. Oh, Pete and Miley. Exact, exact. Listen, we watched remotely. We all watched the Miley New Year's Eve thing. Yeah, but decent show. The point is that I guess Kanye was kind of stalking him. Like, why would Kanye be in my in Miami for, for New Year's Eve? Well, I honestly think Americans are going to Miami, like flocking See? to Miami. Just because yeah. it's so wide open. Yeah, that's true. It's like kind of like Texas. Yeah. Of like uh, entrepreneurs are moving there because California is so expensive. Oh. Well, the nice thing about um, Miami is, is that it's not Texas, actually. <laughs> it's like one of the selling points. <laughs> Miami, not Texas. I mean, it is actually kind of Texas. <laughs> it kind of is. They speak Spanish a lot. Um, it's like humid and hot. <laughs> Much to think about. Bullet point yeah. notes of Miami versus Texas. <laughs> a state versus a city. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, they Texas and Florida truly are like the the next big girls for sure in terms of states. Yeah, yeah the next big girls. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I feel it. I want to go yeah, to Miami. I, I live in fucking Canada and I feel it. Yeah, I was conceived in Miami. Oh, too much information, but yeah. Your parents boned. Yeah, while they were living in Miami, they smashed in Florida. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you wish you were born there, kind of? Yeah, for sure. All my life, I wish I had. I wish I had just waited because he moved to Colombia like a month before I was born, and I'm like, do you realize how much easier my life would be with a American passport? That literally happened to me. My parents boned in England and then moved oh. to Montreal <laughs> right in time for me to come out. My coming out party. You were born in Montreal. I was born in Montreal. Yeah. You were a Quebecer. That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. My mom always says that it was for the better because the states always goes to war. And that I would have had, and I would have been drafted into war if I had been an American citizen. And I'm like, what? That is the most seventies views of America that I've heard of. That like absolutely has not happened. <laughs> yes, since the seventies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like not a common thing. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Kanye and Julia. Oh yeah, Kanye and Julia. Um, period. I guess. Period. I I feel really happy about that happening. Um. Do you? Yeah. Do you want me to elaborate? Yeah, please. Yeah. I think it's like the first celebrity couple that feels fun to witness as a like audience, like fan or whatever mm. in a while. Mm. Just because it feels like it makes sense. Like it makes so much sense that Kanye West would date Julia Fox. Physically, she's like his type to a T. She's literally like a younger Kim, but natural, I think. I don't think she has, I don't think her butt is uh, BBL'd. But anyways, it doesn't matter. The point is, she's like <laughs> his type. 
but also like she's like kind of like Kim elevated in a sense that she's like like before she was an actress she was like a fake artist she was in like the New York underground downtown scene very much like, downtown yeah yeah like friends with Kat Marnell uh, who like gave a really fu a funny quote about her yeah and like I was just listening to her podcast and she was saying that she like was basically in the same circle as Anna Delvey so mm. the point is like I feel like Kanye and Kim were a great couple but Kim always felt a bit like lower brow than than Kanye. Like I remember when they started dating, I was surprised back then because Kim back then specifically was like so hated. She was like the definition of like cheap entertainment. Right. Um, and Kanye has like this aspiration to be more like respected or like higher brow or like artistic or whatever. So I feel like in a way, Julia really suits him for that. If she keeps making good decisions with her like movies, she could really be like a really fun yet highly respected it girl a kind of like marilyn monroe vibes where she's like she's not only a celebrity but also a great actress yeah but i don't know if it'll last <laughs> i just don't know like why people like her actually is i'm i'm coming out as saying that <laughs> like i don't really get it like obviously she's a fixture downtown because kat mm. marnell described her as doper than pete davidson kim kardashian and kanye west combined Right. Imagine that meaning anything. It doesn't. <laughs> no, only if you have like a New York brain. And then she says she's such a, she's a legitimate sorceress. She's the Michael Jordan of vixens. Okay. She's devastating like a hurricane. If she became a legit minivan majority known household name, as is happening right now, it will be the greatest thing to ever happen in my lifetime. I fucking love that bad bitch. Julia Fox <laughs> is a Camille Palio wet dream. It's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot to be said about one person, yeah. The Michael Jordan of Vixen. <laughs> I mean, I guess that means she's like elite Vixen, which yeah. I agree with. That's kind of what I mean. Like she's a Vixen in like physical sense, which fits Kanye, but she's like yeah. a, like, yeah. She's like an A24 movie, which is like, well, whatever. It's corny, but it's like impressive. Yeah, she's like Zola. She's giving Zola. <laughs> she's giving Zola. <laughs> so yeah, you don't know why people like, I like her. I don't think I had much like strong feelings about her before this happened, but... A lot of shit has been coming out about her, like art pieces that she made with her own blood and like, I don't know, like photo shoots where she was like, she just is like Kanye in the sense that she lives to be like a performance artist vibes, you know, like. Right. She's so desperate for fame, maybe, or just like actually so insane that she does shit like write an interview mag article after two dates with Kanye West. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't know if I love her, but I love that this is happening because I, I do find it interesting for once. I find like, okay, I think this could be like an interesting pop culture development. I just don't know if it's going to last because like, who the fuck? Like, I don't think, I don't know how Kanye feels about it, but if someone published an article like after two dates, I think it's just not. Yeah, the full rundown of the date. Yeah. Um, maybe also, he likes that. He's so crazy that he might love that. That's true. Yeah. A full outing. Mm -hmm. um, I also liked how they went to slave play after. Like the whole thing was just like such a page six <laughs> article. Like yeah, exactly. That, that is true. Actually, yeah. everything just like fit perfectly into place from the mm -hmm. restaurant to the photo shoot, cardboard to the play afterwards, cardboner to the like thong sticking out. Like everything. Yeah, yeah. We're in Balenciaga. Everyone was commenting on that as well. How like I think it was Patrick from that podcast. Not really. Um, mm -hmm. Who started all being like right. I mean, Kim is basically a Balenciaga girl since 2021. And then Julia has been dating, has been wearing a lot of Balenciaga. So people were being like, this is like 
either like a really genius marketing strategy from Balenciaga, which I don't think it is. I think it's just a coincidental. And I guess Kanye gave her, gave Julia those Balenciaga pieces, but it is like a great, it's like what you said, it's a really fun melding of everything in the right place in the way that is most likely staged by Kanye's pe- like team, mm. but that just fits so many, checks so many boxes that is, I don't know why I enjoy it so much. I think it's just because it's like celebrity culture meets online culture a bit or like, yeah. A bit of a more of um, a connoisseur's like I'm not a fan of Jeremy O'Hara's, but Slave Play is like the play for anyone who thinks they have taste, right? In the past year, right? And so it's like fun to see like a big celebrity like Kanye doing things that are a bit like um, more highbrow or more like respectable than just dating a person from an like, E Entertainment reality show. That's true. That's, yeah. That's, and like, that's how I feel about it. That like impromptu photo shoot never would have happened with Kim because she's like no, exactly, so yeah. kind of like in the hands of the paparazzi, like or in yeah. the pockets of the paparazzi. I mean, and she just wouldn't get like Kanye. Just like Kim, I love Kim and I love what she has brought to culture, but she just doesn't get how it's genius to write an article like two dates after a date. You know, like it's such a Kanye <laughs> move to do that. <laughs> yeah, Azealia Banks. Obviously had to chime in because she has a huge crush on Kanye. And she was saying like, Julia, you're just, everyone's like, I don't know. She used like a derogatory term to say that Julia is just being passed around by hip hop artists. Oof. Yeah. Oof. That's how I felt too. It's like, oof, girl, you're so always aiming for the jiggler. Um, Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. But you know what? I believe her. So period. I believe her too. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe Julia knows her too, which is why she's like, I need to write an article now to get something out of this other than mm-hmm. just like, yeah. And I was listening to her podcast, Julia Fox has a podcast, and I was sort of half listening while getting ready to her 2021 recap. And she was talking a lot about the Kardashians and she was saying how she's like the biggest fan that she started liking them before anyone did. Mm-hmm. And this was before she started dating Kanye, so. Forbidden Fruits. Mm-hmm. A Spotify original. Oh, Really? Julia Fox and Nikki Takesh, two influential, opinionated, and transgressive women with a keen understanding of the current intersection of pop culture, sex, and stigma. Stigma? What? I think Nikki is Persian. Um, yeah, okay. Nikki Takesh. <laughs> Only because when I was listening, they brought up. Oh, okay. Ir- Ir- Iran. And she said it, Iran. And I feel like you say Iran instead of like Iran. Iran. It's true. That is how you know. Yeah. Great point. Great fucking point. (laughs) All right. But yeah, that's how I, over the weekend, I was really excited. And I'm like, okay, can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, (laughs) to binge the next one. Um, I was actually just reading something about how, speaking of podcasts and seeing that Mm -hmm. that Julia Fox one is actually a Spotify original. Apparently the, the kind of audio companies like Spotify and Apple are like panicking because none of their new podcasts are doing well. Really? Everyone's just like listening to Joe Rogan more. All the mm-hmm. podcasts that are like in the top 25 are like 10 years old. Oh, shit. So like none of these new ones that they're throwing money at are actually doing any numbers just because there's so many. There's, there's so, so many, many. ones. I know. It's kind of like the Netflix problem. It's like there's so many shows, Netflix originals that you just don't end up really knowing where to start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, like, yeah, like, why, like, you can't just throw money at random people. Podcasting is a skill. Yeah. How is Julia Fox? Honestly, they don't love her at all. No. I'm very against, like, not very against, but I'm tired of, like, just, it's not bimbo-ism, but it's just, like, 
girls that sound stupid, which is so misogynistic of me to say. But there's, I mean, I'm not saying all girls sound stupid. I'm just saying there's a section of girls that sound so LA stupid. So like, it's not even about the vocal fry. It's just about the like way- Like call me daddy vibe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. It's it's call me daddy vibes exactly, but in New York. Call me daddy said in New York. So the references are like, yeah, Jeremy O'Harris as opposed to like, I don't know, the hype house. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you ever, I'm sure you listened to the Charlie XCX podcast, which is like miraculously still <laughs> being posted every week. I literally haven't listened once. She sounds dumb in it. Honestly, she's London dumb. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a bit, uh, not quite hitting the mark for me. I believe it. I mean, the podcast is literally just like a bit random. It's like a random yeah. person comes on and talks about their favorite songs. A bit like what we did last week. <laughs> <laughs> Except we play them in the radio hour. I bet Charlie doesn't do that. Pretty much. Um, oh, pretty much the Hollow Zingles radio hour with Charlie XCX. Is hers <laughs> Spotify? It's actually BBC. It oh, yeah, it comes is BBC, up yeah. On Spotify the week after. It's so early in the, the crack of dawn. It's noon. <laughs> <laughs> it's noon. Yeah, it's kind of a beautiful day. I am planning on going shopping in a bit. Montreal has like a cold warning. It's fucking freezing, but it's so sunny and beautiful. It's exactly, yeah, it's been fucking cold recently. What are we um, shopping for? Well, I'm going to take advantage of the great Canadian dollar <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go to Arcteryx or Arcteryx, you pick. <laughs> and um, I don't know, I have a medium size, like the normal Arcteryx buffer in black. Mm -hmm. And then I tried on David's in small and I was like, damn. This is really, this is really good, yeah. Because it's like a little bit long at the back, so you can like sit down and not oh, get yeah, your yeah. butt wet, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't need the medium, is what I realized. Where are you sitting, sis? You're sitting in wet places. I'm sitting in wet places, yeah. I mean, it is snowy, <laughs> or you know what Yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. There's the potential for snow in this country. Yeah. But yeah, like David and I swapped coats for a bit and almost committed to the swap. But yeah. then David's girlfriend was like, Chelsea was like, actually, you know what? The small is just the better jacket. Oop. Oh, she kind of spilled. <laughs> so. That's sizest of her. I, yeah, I guess yeah. so. I don't picture you and David being the same size at all. He's so like small to me, like S-M-O-L. Weirdly, I think there was something to do with like the size of pants we wear, like the bagginess, something. Mm. I don't know. We were like swapping these coats over and over again on Friday night. It was like getting weird. I like kind of couldn't stop trying on his coat. And yeah, That's I need to go to Arcturix and maybe buy another one and then like sell my medium on what? Grailed? Depop? Yeah, probably. Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> Twitter? Buns Trading Zone? Nah, Buns. <laughs> Surely not Buns. <laughs> You'll get like a, a blowjob for it. <laughs> <laughs> or like a basket of corn. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like a used diva cup is what I always see. Famous, yeah. Yeah. The famed Famously. used diva cup. Boiled. <laughs> yeah, boiled. I mean, yeah, it is boiled, so there's no problem there. Just it's a... so famed that it's kind of mythical. I wonder if it even ever actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have an Arcteryx, however you want to pronounce it, um like sweater jacket-ish. It's like an in-between layer I use it for. Hmm. It's like in between my hoodie and my coat. And let me tell you, it's the best thing that I've ever purchased. That's good, right? Yeah, it's like perfect, perfect for what I needed. I didn't want to buy a whole new coat because they're so expensive, but you just 
put that on and you're good to go. Just kind of like a like a bonus layer. Yeah. It's all about layering. Mrs. Put it on. I do think it's twisted how they spell hoodie with a Y, but Oh, you yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, something dark sided about it, honestly. <laughs> they call jackets hoodies and they spell it with a Y. Oh, so. it's because where are they from? Are they foreign? I always thought they were Canadian. Should I look it up? Let's look it up. The headquarters and design center is located in North Vancouver. North Vancouver. Okay. Can you believe it? Wow. It is crazy how Vancouver took over like apparel. You're between right. Lululemon, or between Lululemon and this shit, it's like literally Vancouver has decided fashion for the last few years. Damn, they make the coats in BC. Oh, crazy! No wonder they're so fucking expensive. Damn, yeah, that expensive Canadian labor. Okay, so that is weird about Vancouver, though. Like, obviously Aritzia. Oh yeah, Aritzia's Vancouver too. <gasps> also, obviously Lululemon. Obviously Lululemon, yeah. Weird. Like, yeah, they're they're not that huge, but it is weird. I mean, when you think about it, like, uh, Arcturix is, like, what the guy would wear who's dating uh, an Aritzia girl, maybe? Mm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but it is weird. I was an Aritzia girl once. I'll never forget it. What? What did you wear? I was backstock. I worked there. Oh, you worked there. It's just, like, I feel like anyone who's worked retail, like, there's something that just sticks in your DNA, you know? <laughs> like, you just never really lose that part of your life. Like, American Apparel, Aritzia, mm-hmm. that's in my blood now, whether I like it or not. What do you think it does to you? Well, one day my boss said she could see my dick through my jeans. Uh, uh, and then another day she smacked my ass. Uh, <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is it's traumatic. Uh, well, says, why were you wearing tight pants like that? Oh, yeah. Blame the victim. Classic. <laughs> 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 I'm assuming this must have been at American Apparel. No, that was Aritzia. Oh, and actually, you know what? It wasn't jeans. It was... um. My Nike tech fleece back in the day when I wore that. The big print. I wore my full, like, tracksuit, yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe that. Um, so yeah, thank you to Luang from Aritzia for doing that. Speaking of Luan and clothes... So true. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Project Runway? <laughs> I actually did, yeah. I did on my birthday yeah. with my besties. Oh, dear. And yeah, we watched um, the Project Runway crossover with various Real Housewives. I'm loving this, like, new multiverse that Bravo's trying out for the first Mm -hmm. time ever. I think it's smart. Yeah, it's just, like, obviously they should have been, like, mixing and matching these Mm -hmm. housewives from the start, but they just never wanted to, like, dilute it. Mm -hmm. But this time they've, uh, I mean, there's a new season of Project Runway on Bravo. Yeah. And the clients on this one episode last week were various housewives. Mm -hmm. So you watched, right? I watched. I've been watching the whole season, so I was like so excited when I saw the preview for that. That must have been so fun for you. Yeah, I wasn't watching the season, but um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the, I mean, even the Bravo universe is really fun. We've talked before about how Below Deck, because a Below Deck and Real Housewives crossover would be really fun too. Um, And this episode of Project Runway, like, like, it's like what Elaine said on the runway. The energy had never been like that because... Mm-hmm. seeing the housewives walked on the runway was just like such an it just really worked I think for everyone and they realized like right because the housewives yeah. are trained professionals who know yes. how to make good TV it's their job to serve exactly they're servers, <laughs> they're, servers. <laughs> they're essential workers and their work is serving and they do it yeah <laughs> 
So like even as they were getting ready, like Wendy Osefo brought the drama. I didn't like what she was doing, but she brought drama well. And then Wendy, not Wendy, uh, Karen and Giselle were like commenting on it. Because these are professional ladies who know how to make good TV. So it was just a great episode. I, I mean, they know how to strut, that's for sure. They really yeah. tore the runway. <laughs> they tore. Luan tore. Yeah, she yeah. tore that, yeah. Like, that dress was complicated, let's call it that. And, let's um, call it that, yeah. It didn't have to look that good. It had no right <laughs> to look that good. It literally had no right. It was the leg. It was all about that leg. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. yeah. And I guess Luan probably was a model in her youth. I mean, has to be, right? Has Must to have be. Been. She has... She has the build of a model. Yeah, she's like, she's kind of like, like big boned or something. She's like muscular. <laughs> she is. No, she absolutely is. Yeah. And even in her face, she's like, yeah. it's not like, like gentle features. No, she's like a. No, she's like high tea. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so, yeah. I mean, the voice. Come on. The voice, yeah. That fucking luscious deep voice. I mean, it makes for a beautiful singing voice. That's for sure, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful cabaret. Chic <laughs> Um So yeah, she's late. I didn't know the OC women at all, so I didn't really care for them. Me neither, yeah. And spoiler, spoiler alert, the girl who went home was one of my favorites, so I was pissed that the housewife were... I mean, it's not her fault, but... Ali said that too, but that look with the wings or oh, like the shoulder pad things, like, come on. Disgusting. She deserved to go home. It was, like, so bad. Like, they had to cut her, yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, someone trying to someone really uncool trying to do goth in a way that just looks so like zara and like no not, oh worse than zara like not even fitted yeah <laughs> yeah exactly not even properly fitted bizarre honestly mm. it was fun hearing like all the bravo music but then actually the housewives music in a different show all in one yeah, true. i like that i'm pretty sure they walked down the runway no they didn't that would have been crazy if they walked down the runway to like the, the theme for, to like the housewives theme song, but they did use it at some point for each lady. They definitely used it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I got my editors. I'm emailing you right now. Not your editor. What's he saying? He's telling me that my Thirty Rock article was great, but they made him change it to the title was like, "Here's why Thirty Rock is the best sitcom of the 2000s," and then he said they had to change it to one of the best, and that's probably good. One of the best. Yeah. Why? Wouldn't they want it to be like clickbaity? Exactly, right? That's what I thought too. Like I, I even taking this job like writing really, really like inflammatory shit just because I want the traffic or like I don't care. I, I just don't care. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's surprising. Um, I used to write for a Vice vertical called Thump, which was like electronic okay. music. I remember that, yeah. And I really remember that time fondly, but like I would write, um, what's it called when you're like assigned an article? I guess it's called being assigned an article. <laughs> I was assigned an article about um, like the forthcoming Britney Spears album, which I believe was like whatever happened after Femme Fatale. Right. So like 2012 vibes. So I was like, it was supposed to be like, we want these producers for her next album. So I did like Kid right, Fury, right, right. just like very of the time stuff. Right. And then it was titled by the editor, obviously not by me. And it was like, mm -hmm. we would lose our shit if we had <laughs> these producers on the next Britney album. It would be gorge. It was freaking gorge. <laughs> Yours at least was a respectable publication. I'm writing for something called Movie Web, which is just like straight up uh, content farm. They literally SEO. They pay us twenty. Yeah, SEO. They pay us twenty dollars per article, and they say it should only take us an hour. It definitely takes like three hours. Minimum. Fuck. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like stimulating though, at least. 
Yeah, I kind of honestly like it in the sense that, well, first I just need any money. I need any source of income. So I'm just like, take, like treating it as like a, like, I'm just like really churning out shit. And like, you might as well be paid to kind of watch stuff in some ways. Exactly. And it's like so low stakes. Like, I don't care. Like I write too, and I'm always very worried about, oh, how are people, what are people going to think about it? But when you write this shit, you just do it Yeah. without any, like, you don't care about what, about it. So it's like a, a bit freeing. It feels like. Oh yeah, yeah, you know what? I am gonna write the best ten movies by Jessica Chastain, and no one's gonna read it, and it's gonna be fine. But you know what? Yeah. Though people are googling that, and that's when that's what it's for. <laughs> Actually, wait, don't you know something crazy? My art, I wrote an article that was like the best um, Netflix shows, and it has let me see how many views it has now. More than anything I've been in my life, obviously, it has sixty-two thousand clicks. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm crazy? sorry. You need a bonus for that. Like, $20 <laughs> for that is not enough. It's insane. I've, I've made them how much money? Like, just think about it. I made them so much money. 20 great Canadian dollars? Come on. <laughs> I don't know about great. Plastic. 20 <laughs> plastic Canadian dollars. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to recently. Yeah, everyone go on MovieWeb or whatever. No, please don't. <laughs> click some more articles. Some I'll do, click, do click my articles, but don't, don't read them. Don't read them, please. I'll be so embarrassed. My next one is the biggest upsets from the Golden Globes, which happened last night. Did you watch? Yeah, happened is like putting a generous thing, but yeah, they were announced last night. <laughs> yeah, so there was no ceremony, no nothing. I think just like a, a tweet. People tweeted about it basically, so all that happened. Right. Yeah. What did you um what did you think? I know like Succession got some Yeah. I haven't really seen the full list, honestly. I swear I was looking at it and it just like went in one eye and out the other. Yeah. Being the Ricardos, that movie no one wants to watch with Nicole Kidman about I Love Lucy. West Side Story won a lot of shit, which also no one, literally no one watched. Like the the whole po- like the whole yeah. news cycle about West Side Story has been that like ten people went to see it. Yeah, West Side Story got Best Picture, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Like the the comedy one, which is fake. But I would watch West Side. But it, I mean, it, it beat Licorice Pizza, which is like insane. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that either. You would watch West Side Story. I would, yeah. I've never seen the original, but I don't know. It seems like a good movie theater movie, don't you think? Like, yeah, it is, for it that. Spielberg at the end of the day. It is Spielberg, like, yeah. That's not nothing. I'm not a musical fan, but I do have to admit that when I go see musicals in the theater specifically, it feels nice. It's a good experience. I'm sure it's like very theatrical. Oh, yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, I'm not a musical guy, obviously. The last movie I saw in theaters right before the shutdown here was Red Rocket, which I love. Oh, fuck you. I really want to watch that. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck it was you. so good. But literally in Montreal, they closed the week, the week when it was supposed to come out. Oh, fuck. That's annoying. Yeah, yeah, we had a few extra weeks on you. Yeah, the last one I watched was Benedetta, which I also highly recommend. Right. Yeah. I want to see that, yeah. Okay, so like my two thoughts about Golden Globes really quick. Um, so award shows officially fell off, first yeah. thing. I guess. I mean, it did get canceled. That's why it wasn't aired. Oh, yeah? It got canceled. Like, NBC refused to air it this year because right. of... I believe it was that... It was, like, essentially Time's Up. It was, like, the representation mm. was so lacking. It was, like, a fully white judging committee type mm. thing. Isn't that ringing a bell? I remember the Emily in Paris thing, but it's not that. I don't think they got canceled for that. No, they didn't get canceled for, like, um, <laughs> going to Paris or whatever. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's what's funny is that isn't the Golden Globe all made up of foreign people? That's the whole point of it. Yeah, yeah, but like barely. <laughs> like it's like all white European foreign people, maybe. Not is what foreign happens. enough. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian and Australians in the panel. 
I mean, I've always liked the Golden Globes because they're like a trashier Oscar. Like sometimes they make decisions that the Oscars are too, like, tasteful to make. That's yeah. I actually have always liked the Golden Globes. Yeah. Most the most of any of the like shitty, boring three-hour award shows. Yeah. People are genuinely shit-faced. Yeah, they're all drunk, and they also combine TV with movies, so it's every celebrity you've seen all year, like giving metaverse. Yeah, if you turn exactly, yeah, if you turn on TV, you're gonna see someone like you know you know at least one person. Yeah. So I like them. And then my second takeaway is that much like the general public, I don't really care about award shows as much, but I make an excuse for that for Kirsten Dunst. For a while now, I really think that she deserves an Oscar. Yeah. And this was looking like her year to do so until last night Damn. when the an actress from West Side Story called Ariana DeBose... Mm-hmm. One for Best Supporting Actress, and I think it's going to fuck up Kristen's chances. It's going to, like, screw up the momentum. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, what was Kristen's movie? The Power of the Dog. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I really like her, but I don't know if I can watch that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? I watched Dick last night. I rewatched Dick, a hilarious oh, yeah. young Kristen Dunst movie. Mm-hmm. And I laughed out loud. Like, it was just funny. She's a comedic genius, isn't she? Honestly, she's a star in that movie, even yeah. as a kid. Like, it's her and Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. They go on a White House tour and like befriend Richard Nixon, <laughs> <laughs> and like walk his dog and like end up kind of breaking the news of Watergate. Hilarious, <laughs> genuinely hilarious. <laughs> I'm laughing and I'm not even watching it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the power of the dog is definitely a drama. It's very much a drama. Yeah, like a stern drama. Yeah, I'm very much a slow, slow paced one. I watch on my projector and I really loved, but I don't think it's a laptop movie at all. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but she's great in it, so it really feel like it really felt like it was a perfect storm of someone who's overdue plus a role that is actually like worthy of it. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen now? There's a bright orange cat right outside my window. I cannot stop looking. Garfield. Stunning. It's giving Garfield, yeah. <laughs> it's giving I Hate Mondays. Okay, here I have a segue. Movies. Uh-huh. Did you watch a documentary recently by any chance? Oh, you know I did. <laughs> so, one little quirk of not having Hulu here is that things just show up on other streaming services, like, weeks later. Or months, in some cases. Or, in fact, months. And in this case, I believe the Von Dutch documentary just showed up on Prime. I kind of had to seek it out. Like, you know how on Netflix, like, it'll, like, yell at you that something's new and, like, put it in front of your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Prime, I had to, like, I was, like, scrolling through the, like, like, slideshow of, like, originals. Like, no one does that, right. but I was doing that. And it was, like, deep in. But this Von Dutch documentary, like, I instantly clicked it when I saw it. And that shit goes off. I've seen a thousand trailers, but for some reason I just never sought it out. I never, like, oh, I'm going to watch this, but I've seen the trailer like a thousand times. You have? I had never heard of it. The Curse of Von Dutch is what it's called. Paris Hilton showed up for it. It's really good. And, like, some amazing music in that documentary, too. (laughs) And, like, some genuinely funny and, like, riveting moments. From the trailer, it looked, like, violent. Yeah, there's violence. Like... It's interesting because they trace it back to this other brand called Bronze Age, which I had never heard of, but it was like a okay. surfing kind of skate brand okay, like in the Quicksilver late vibes? 80s. Yeah. No, old. Older, older, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Quicksilver, I think, was around then. You said yeah, Quicksilver, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was sort of like a response to like 
Quicksilver because at one point they're like Quicksilver's for pussies or something, <laughs> which was funny. I love when street boys just like very arbitrarily choose fashion brands to be like cool or not. Yeah. So like the people who started this brand, Bronze Age, got kind of scammed out of it and then created Bondage. Mm-hmm. But there were like so many people involved and like so much scamming going on and so much like kind of drug abuse going on that like it mm. just seemed like such a chaotic time for anyone to be owning a business really. And this was like in the 2000s, right? This was in the Like 90s. the Bondage part. Oh, true. Okay. True. Yeah, yeah. And the, I mean, like, it only got big in the like mid two thousands, and then it burnt mm-hmm. out fast. Yeah, it really was like because like that's where Paris Hilton comes in. I only know Van Dutch from the two thousands when all the celebrities like Ashton Kutcher, Paris Hilton, and all of them were wearing it. Yeah, Paris Hilton even said like right before her and Nicole went um, off to do the Simple Life, mm-hmm. they like had a full tour of the store, the Vonda store, and like filled up bags and bags and bags with free stuff. That's why they're like wearing the Vonda caps when they're milking the cows sure. or whatever. And that's when like Paris Hilton gets shat on. <laughs> she's like wearing a Vonda cap with sh- like cow shit all over right. and all over her hands. I think she's like fully, if I remember correctly, that scene is her sticking her hand up the yeah. ass of a cow. Of a- <laughs> Disgusting. That's like the iconic uh, simple life. Like screenshot or whatever, like yeah, yeah, shot, yeah. And then she's like, "I'm never drinking milk again." <laughs> <laughs> That's so disgusting. We were talking about in the chat how like Paris Hilton will never say no to a gig. Yeah, no. no she it's won't. Like if if you're looking for someone for your birthday, Paris Hilton will be there. I should have had her over. <laughs> I mean, she was saying yes to Campeches, and that was years ago now. So that was years ago, yeah. But no, she was a nice kind of presence, a nice kind of zanned out presence in that documentary yeah. that was otherwise actually very violent and like full of like really cinematic recreations of like oh, gunfights and uh So it's not so much like about that. the fashion, more about the It's very much about the fashion. Um oh, okay. too. Yeah. Okay. It's a three part thing, which is nice. Oh, three episodes? Six is too much. Three is just right. Six is way too much, yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna say they had to have pairs because she really kind of made them. In a way. Yeah. And like Pamela also was a mm, huge part. Yeah. Tommy Lee. Actually, they also were talking about how Tommy Lee's um, episode of Cribs was huge because they shut, like, the camera crew showed up in the middle of the morning. Tommy was still, like, asleep, but this guy from Von Dutch had been partying there and, like, had all this, like, swag with him. Oh, crazy. So he just, like, put these tank tops on all these, like, models that were hanging around Tommy Lee's house. <laughs> And the entire episode is full of Von Dutch for that reason. That's crazy. That's so good. I mean, they were so lucky that they got all that publicity. There was a lot of luck, definitely, yeah. I mean, I'm not really well-versed in fashion history, but to me, it seems like they were, like, the first brand that was, like, working class and then appropriated by rich people, like, in the way that Carhartt and all that shit is nowadays. Yeah, interesting. Because, yeah, that was, that was like a trucker hat, right? That, that's like the origin of the Van, Van Dutch hat. Um, trucker hat. They started wanting to do denim, and they even admitted that, like, the first jeans they made were actually Dickies with new labels on them. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is funny. And then they brought in Christian Odige, or Odige, who went on to do Ed Hardy, obviously. Oh, true, yeah. They, they're similar aesthetics, yeah. Definitely similar, right? Looking yeah. back, anyway. Definitely at the same time. I guess it's more than working class. It's more like work gear, like literally work wear being used as fashion. Right. 
Which is funny that then Paris was actually working for the first time in her life while wearing Van Dutch. It's true. <laughs> I guess there's like a resurgence of of the 2000s. I mean, for sure. Yeah, it has been, but it's getting to the later 2000s, it seems, from the TikTok trend girl that I follow. Oh, who's the girl? Oh, what's her name? I forget. She's like an older woman, honestly. <laughs> By that, I mean like our age, but I don't know her name. Like Julia Fox, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, probably the same age. Yeah. But she's not as gifted in the looks department. But the point is, this woman was saying that, or I guess everyone's been saying like uh, that the twee, in, the twee and the indie sleaze aesthetics are coming back this year, which are, that's way, like way more late 2000s, like Zoe Deschanel and like Uffy vibes. That's way late 2000s. Or not Uffy, even like Corey Kennedy vibes, yeah. But like, because right now it's like early 2000s, Y2K, but it seems like it's moving, at least like the, what Gen Z is wearing or caring about. Actually, in the Von Dutch doc, Paris Hilton describes herself as the OG of Y2K fashion, <laughs> which is like only something that you can say with like decades of hindsight and like yeah. decades of TikTok, like trend reporting and shit like that. Exactly. Yeah. We are suffering from like a... Um, uh, um, a communal brain rot from trend reporting. Like we need to stop. I know because it's true. Like how do you, like that's the, it's it's a funny and stupid statement because obviously she was just wearing clothes during Y two K. Yeah, literally. <laughs> she was just there to describe herself as like Y two K fashion pioneer. Like in some ways, makes no sense. <laughs> exactly, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, because it's not. It, it never was like a fashion movement. It was just like in retrospect. Yeah. It was like four brands, like uh, Von Dutch. What's the name of the sweatpants? Juicy. Juicy. And I guess, I don't know, whatever, yeah. And like thongs. <laughs> yeah, like thongs. In general. But no, I would argue it's been like Abercrombie core, like later 2000s for years now. Mm-hmm. True. Um, it's like at least since 2015, the kind of like country boy, like, not country boy, mm-hmm. but like rural. Like Von Dutch has been like cycling back into style for years too right like the stock is late if anything and i guess the next one is ed hardy no i feel like that's been i mean listen i just turned 29 i've seen that shit happen already (laughs) but um personally i ordered a bass pro shops cat to my london apartment can't wait for it to arrive that's giving Von Dutch. Well, when you were consulting us in the chat, I was going more for the Von Dutch look, whereas our other friend Andy was going for a more, even more vintage look, like more 90s. When was this? You asked us what had to wear at Bass Pro Shop. Oh, yeah, we were a, looking at like eBay listings or whatever. Yeah, I was like, get a, get a Von Dutch one. True. Yeah. But I think Andy canceled that idea. I mean, I'm just thinking about like how long Andy and I have been wearing like Abercrombie cargo shorts for, and it's just like, that is inherently late 2000s, no? Like Abercrombie, <laughs> it's hard because Abercrombie's had the same look for literally yeah. its entire lifespan. It probably peaked, I mean, I wasn't in, in North America, but for me, it peaked in like the mid 2000s, right before the hipster aesthetic became a thing. Yeah. Because it was like, uh, like I liked polo shirts and like, I, I remember I couldn't afford American Eagle, so I, would, like, I couldn't get a forever Kermit, so I would get American Eagle, which right. is like polo shirts and the same vibe. But then this was when I lived in Houston. This was like early 2007. And then being there and like watching TV, I was like, wait, this is so uncool now. I need to get into like 
plaid shirts and like skinny jeans. Oh um, shit, the identification of Juan. Juno. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? American Eagle was always well made. Always. Yeah, they lasted me years, like literally. It was like the, some of the thickest fabrics you could get in the mall, I swear. Mm-hmm. Have a me too. <laughs> no, those polos are thick as shit. I remember They're that. They're thick as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is sad, but I remember I bought them also specifically because the thickness, when you're like a fat kid, it like hides a lot of things that you want to hide. Some structure goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, but yeah, trend reporting is... It's so brain dead that in, within the same week, I saw reports of like Indus Lee's Twee and 2014 Tumblr. So it's like this range of like literally like eight years is coming back allegedly. Sorry, 2014 Tumblr and what? Twee would come back and that like, um, what was the other thing I just said? Like Slee's, like a party Sleaze. girl, Kesha, um, yeah, Corey Kennedy vibes. Like New Rave. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, like Neon. Yeah, sort of. It's like kind of like hipster. It's like related yeah, it to Twee, but it's more like party. It's less like stay at home and have a dinner party, more like go out and yeah. yeah. 100%. KBR vibes. Like Claxons is what I'm thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the point is like, then you're telling me that from 2007 to 2014 is coming back. That's not, I mean, it's different people who said that, but it's just like, it's so stupid to me. It's so annoying. Wait, sorry. What year did you just say? I'm really trying to piece this together. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm also not making sense. What I'm saying is I saw three different people claiming that in the next year, these three different like styles would come back. I guess we all know this, and maybe I'm just fighting a fight that we all know. It's like you're essentially just looking to the past and grabbing any trend, but there's no actual evidence that this will come back. You're just basically saying like, oh, this happened. But there's like, none of them present me with real evidence as to why it will come back. Or Yeah. Can you, for me, can we put a year on all of those things you just said? Twee is what year? I would say 2000. Twee, to me, peaked with Juno, like 2007. Oh, fuck. So, yeah, we're talking like a full decade of... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like, back. how can you... I mean, I guess people always talk about 90s revival, so that's fair. Okay, so Twee is 2007. What are we calling, like, the rave one? I would say that's like 2010, 11, maybe. Rave? Like, like new rave? They call it Sleaze, specifically. In these yeah, okay. is what the TikTokers call it. 2010, yeah. Yeah, which is like, like people partying in LA and like, yeah, Cobra Snake putting glitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Exactly that. Okay, and then what's the last one? 2014 Tumblr Girl, which would be more like all black, black and white, Lana Del Rey, uh, Sky Ferreira, um, all of that. Oh my god, that is yeah, it's yeah, it's seven years. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I don't know. Whatever people people can do and do. I just find that like. It infuriates me that people just sit down and say things without any proof. (laughs) Yes. Doing a bit of evidence, finding some evidence to back up what they say, but that's not what social media is for. Oh, man. Not for nuanced (laughs) investigation. Only this podcast is for nuance. (laughs) Remember that was our tagline? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, what now? Should we talk about one more thing? Yeah. Chosen at random? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do we have any other topics i feel like we are missing one thing we should mention the weekend i mean that's like the big oh, album yeah. of the moment that's what we're missing oh yeah it's a music podcast right right um so we both listened kind of ambiently the weekend yeah released an album called dawn fm kind of a album for radio nerds like like us like me mostly <laughs> the radio hour album i mean it literally is that and i don't know yeah like i had it on during my birthday like get together thing dare i call it a party 
and uh, cancelled. I'm just like it's the weekend at this point. <laughs> well, it's actually Monday, but uh, yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> took me a second. <laughs> yeah, it is the week. I mean, it doesn't sound like anything new, right? I liked sacrifice, Same. but yeah, like. I like I sacrificing know. gasoline the most. I mean, I've never really liked his voice. Like, I always kind of find mm. him to be over singing or something. Mm. Like, I don't really think his voice goes as high as he wants to sing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I totally see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always felt that. It's like, I don't really get why he sings that way when it's like obviously not working. But no one seems to think or that. Or like he gets there, but it's trained. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, it was like kind of groovy. I don't know. Yeah, it's very like keeping in with her. His last album, uh, After Hours, perhaps it's called. I don't know. It just eighties revival vibes. Um, Pitchfork gave it an eight, which is quite high. Oh no way! Really? That's really high. Yeah. Emerson was saying that the like a mixtape era revival for the weekend, I think, would do huge numbers. True. Like it would be a big deal amongst like music snobs, rather than like this kind of everyman thing that. The weekend's doing lately. Yeah, he's been doing Everyman since like Starboy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I don't blame him. I mean, like, moms love him, and that's how he's making his money. And yet, he's like constantly making himself as ugly as possible. I know, right? No, he's old. that cover art. Wow. Last album, he was like surged up, getting a BBL. This one, he's just old. But then there was one where he was like beaten up too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a video, same? but it was the same. It was the same. Con- yeah, the same after hours video. Okay. I think Starboy, he was like very well put together. That was like an album for mom specifically. Like it was like Daft Punk. All the songs were just like so easy to listen to. Yeah. My dad loved that shit too. Oh, true. Yeah. I guess, yeah, it's just like a mainstream album. Don FM, I don't think I listened top to, like, I don't think I listened to the whole thing. Oh, I did. Oh, you did? I mean, yeah. You sort of did. I mean, I like gasoline. I really like. I guess what you were saying, like in Gasoline, it opens with like him kind of talking, but just like different vocals. Yeah. And that was like a welcome change for me, actually. Maybe he should sing his next album in like a lower register. That's what I mean. I think so, too. And then it ends with like a Jim Carrey kind of monologue. Oh, yeah. And I do like a monologue, but... Yeah, same, we do. I don't know. I don't think it's for me, is what I'm saying. I don't think like this was made for me or with me in mind. And no, exactly. That's how I feel like... The the thing that I find annoying is that it's it's not written for us. It's written, it's like it's made for like critics. It's such a critic album. My theory is this whole like radio concept that mm. Anya Tricks had done for his last album, and he produced a bunch of this album. So I'm like, okay. you're just straight up lifting the concept of an album that came out like two years ago or a year ago. That OPN album talking. that was that was a radio album, right? Like the OPN album. Yeah, you're right. And I'm, and so for me, it's like, oh, so what he's doing is making this into a concept album, forcing these collection of, of songs into a concept album because he knows that that's what critics like. Critics love yeah. an album that is coherent, straight to fit, like begin, beginning to end. Yeah. It's like nowadays, like there's no other marker of whether an album is good or not than cohesion. Like yeah. everyone is always judging on cohesion and he knows this. So he goes and makes like a concept album and the songs all sound the same. So it works. Not to mention the idea of radio, I think, is very romantic to people Mm -hmm. in the industry. You're right. And all those critics are like 80s kids who like miss the radio. Yeah, you're right. 100%. So I think there's a reason why he not only reused the theme, but used that one. Mm. It is for critics. You're right. Yeah. And you can tell by how it's being so amazingly received by critics. Yeah. 
It's like giving like Grand Theft Auto. You know, that's like, like what do you mean? Like the radio when you when you've stolen a car. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure one is probably called Dawn FM. Like they're always kind of a bit randomly titled. That would be really funny actually if the interludes were like voice or like like the random prostitutes from Grand Theft Auto screaming yeah. like <laughs> That would be funny. I think the interludes could have been more fun, actually, yeah. But I, I guess it's like a heavy... Them. I mean, like, weekend albums are heavy. Like, this one's about, like, dying, I assume. Oh, yeah. Or, like, passing through the demon realm or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, his albums are always just, like, yeah, yeah, like, like, cerebral, and then the music is, like, okay. Yeah. Basic. Yeah. I think the lyrics are probably heavy, but... yeah. It's Who like it just like I didn't. numbs you into a coma every time, so I never hear him. <laughs> never know. <laughs> and it's just not made for us. This is like the opposite of gay guy music. Honestly, yeah. Uh, but who is? Is it really for like? I feel like it's for straight couples to listen to together, like yeah, while they cook. Yeah, it is such a boys' album. I feel like it's for the boys, but then he made it accessible enough that if the boys is gonna play it, then the girlfriend is like, "Oh, I love this song." Yeah. It's a good album, but I, I just, I hate the gimmick. That's like my take, my two sentence take. I think I liked After Hours more, yeah. As, as like a non-Weekend fan, I think I preferred mm. After Hours. That, that one had bangers. Yeah. Actually, okay, listen. The single, Save Your Tears, did sound good on the album, though. Like that extended cut. The one with Ariana? Sorry, I didn't even mean that. I meant Take My Breath. Oh, right. It's like an extended album cut, and it does sound good. Oh, right, right, right. It does sound good. We rated the single a few months ago, I remember. Yeah, I'm sure we said it sounded like The weekend, which it does. <laughs> we absolutely did. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I wrongly predicted that it was going to be a huge hit. It never became one. I mean, I would put money on the idea that Blinding Lights is still on the radio as much as it used to be. So <laughs> there's like no room. Probably, yeah. Maybe this is just like Grammy album since last time we know it, there was some issues with that. Oh my God. I'm like dreading award season. I mean, it's been pushed back because of Omicron, but yeah, uh, yeah, the Grammys this year is pretty boring. I mean, they've been pushed back. It's just going to be even less relevant than ever. Like all mm-hmm. these award shows are going to be less relevant than ever. Mm-hmm. Give Red Rocket a Grammy <laughs> and a Tony. completely different art form. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe it has music. I don't know, but no. give Kirsten Dunst the Grammy for her performance in The Power <laughs> of the Dog. <laughs> honestly her dulcet tones wow <laughs> not dulcet tones you know what's crazy actually the vice writer is coming out <laughs> yeah the vice writer <laughs> there is a really incredible music moment in red rocket directed by sean baker and i won't say anything else but if you've seen red rocket you know what i'm talking about oh shit i wonder i want to say more but i can't and all i'll say is that as soon as i saw that movie I walked past Queen Street Warehouse, which is this shitty bar. Mm -hmm. And this one song was playing. And if you've seen Red Rocket, you know the song I'm talking about. And literally, as soon as I left the theater to hear that song again, was jaw on the floor, terrifying. (laughs) I was like, this is an attack. This is surveillance. I'm calling the police. (laughs) I wish I could say more, but it's honestly... I wonder what it is. It's a good enough surprise about that movie that I'm willing to not talk about it any further. Maybe, I think I could probably find the torrent. So maybe I'll find a torrent and watch it this week. Um, I don't think it's out yet, but it should be any day. Like it's been long enough, yeah. Is it like, is it like, like a Spring Breakers moment with, um, with Britney every time? 
You know what? That's a good comparison. It's nothing like that, but but it's a good like similar vibe. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, A twenty four does know how to soundtrack an album. Yeah, that, or, that's a one. Th- that's the one thing they excel at. Or like a better sentence would be like they choose movies with like right. a, a musical sensibility to them. No, oh, well, that's a beautiful way to put it. Actually, <laughs> it's like very precise. Essentially, because like it, the movies are music videos. <laughs> yeah, it's very precise because I do see a lot of people online often mis- making the mistake that they think that A twenty four makes all of those movies. Right, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They produce very few ones. They literally buy them. Yeah, they just buy them. Yeah. So when people talk about like an A24 aesthetic, sometimes it's like, but that's not really a thing. Yeah. Or like it is, but it's more ambient than you'd think. Like they're not producing most of those movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Film web or whatever. Movie web. <laughs> Go off movie web. My next article. Here's why A24 is. So. Wait, that's a good one. Oh, honestly, that's a good page. Like best A24 movies. Honestly, let me write this down. Or like, here's what you get wrong. Here's what you don't know about A24. <laughs> that seems so pretentious, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Don't do that. <laughs> you have to bear in mind that we're writing for a, a very low audience. Yeah. <laughs> How about, like, the top 10 songs in A24 movies? I That's, like, that. too random. I think the, I do think the best 10 A24 movies is a really good article to write, and I'm going to pitch it. Yeah, that's, you know, people are searching that every day. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I, I don't think, okay, here's the one thing, and... Listener, please don't tell anyone that I do this. But when I write these articles, say I wrote best 10 Cronenberg movies, what I do is I look at previous lists that already <laughs> exist, yeah. copy, paste, and change the wording. Because as I wow. mentioned, I'm getting $20 for this. Right. Um, so I think the A24 might be hard in the sense that I don't think anyone's written it. Let me check. Huh. <laughs> well, anyways. Get writing. <laughs> <laughs> Top 10. Tumblr girl 2014 <laughs> post. Top 10 indie sleaze moments. Top 10 indie sleaze moments. <laughs> Title of episode. <laughs> yeah. I should do top 10 Shelby Deschanel movies. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, literally number one. Elf. No, she's in that. I didn't know that. What? I didn't know she was an elf. Yeah, of course. She's like the woman. Well, I've never seen Elf. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Seen it so many times. Um, what else? <laughs> Let's say New Girl. End of list. New Girl episode one. <laughs> New Girl episode two. <laughs> New Girl episode three. Her sisters in Bones, the show. Ew. Yeah. Emily. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. This is not a podcast, by the way. We should end it. Yeah, Zoe we should end it. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh, The Happening with Mark Wahlberg. That movie's crazy. Oh, That's the Happening. M.I. Shyamalan. Yeah. I was doing research for my article, Best Pandemic Movies, and I saw that a lot. There's something to it, The Happening. I think it's worth watching. Yeah. It makes no sense, though. Like most of Shalaman's movies. Shalamay. Shalamay's movies. Timothy Shalamay. What about, like, hottest Timothy Shalamay moments? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I don't find them hot, so it'll be hard for me to write that. Yeah, you'll be, like, fully lying. Yeah. He's pretty hot in Don't Look Up, which I liked, despite... Oh, he's so ugly in that. The Tide of Hate that movie had. He looks like shit in that movie. Are you joking? I was vibing. No. I also didn't... And this is probably so misogynist of me. No, but she also... Anyways, Jennifer Lawrence complained, or she was like, oh, when I was filming, it was so funny because Tim is so 
so thin, so I looked really fat. But I was like, when I saw them together, I was like, you don't look like a couple at all. Like, no, they just they weren't given, no, they weren't given couple vibes. It's true. Yeah. Even, even if the world was ending, it's like, it really <laughs> exactly. Literally, they could both find better people, if that makes sense, better suited to themselves. And you know, he had crabs. Yeah. Like hanging out by that fire and chlamydia. Oh, he's got the clap, yeah. which is gonorrhea. We've had this debate before. I thought that clap was gonorrhea, but. I think it's chlamydia now. I forget. I don't know. Top 10 STIs Timothy Chalamet has. <laughs> <laughs> Top 10 STI treatments. <laughs> well, that could be it. I think that's a beautiful way to close this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Juan, always good to talk. Yeah, nice talking. I guess next <laughs> time I'll see you in London. Yes, I'll have my mic. My XLR cord that I iconically forgot to bring. Regardedly forgot to bring. Um, I wonder what we'll do next. Probably music, if it comes back. If music is back, yeah. we'll talk about music. Yeah, that's right. But we'll be back soon, listener. Subscribe to our Patreon if you haven't. And we'll talk soon. Bye. Oh, follow us on Twitter, I guess. Oh, yeah. Vitamin Intake and Josh Kors. Wait, which, which one should they follow? Let's do zero just for fun. Josh Core Josh Core Zero. Okay, Vitamin Tech has eleven hundred followers. Let's talk about that. That's me. That's you. You did that. <laughs> yeah. Top one thousand vitamin intake followers. <laughs> okay, bye. They'll be like, what? Yeah, let's just close this. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>